Dr. Amalia Gonyas-Malka. Welcome to Womanity, Woman in Unity, the show that celebrates prominent and ordinary African women's milestone achievements in their struggles for liberation, self-emancipation, human rights, democracy, racism, socioeconomic class division, and gender-based violence. Joining us in our Johannesburg studio today is Linda Manzini, who is a non-executive director of the Nedbank Group Limited, as well as Nedbank, and she is the founder of Lima Business Solutions. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Dr. Malka, and thank you for, for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. Welcome again. And the whole purpose of our show now is really looking at women within the financial sector. So we're looking towards your wisdom in this space. You're no stranger to South Africa's finance industry with over 20 years experience under your belt, having formerly worked at Standard Bank with a focus on investment banking, Mm -hmm. as well as in the credit card business, and now as non-exec board member of NetBank Group, as well as NetBank Limited, and founder of Lima Business Solutions, which offers coaching and mentorship to professionals and small business owners. And my understanding there, it's to really help people realize their potential to overcome challenges. To start with, finance is not a stereotypical profession for women. So firstly, what made you choose this path? Wow. I was looking for a platform to reinforce my capabilities. I was looking for a platform that could sort of stretch me in terms of what I could learn and but most importantly I was looking for areas of growth and expansion in terms of my career journey. And accordingly investment banking was that attractive to me and um, it was then the darling of the, 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 the professional world, if I may call it that. This was before of course the financial crisis in two thousand and eight And therefore, I wanted to be part of that. It looked to me like the engine room that could actually, you know, uh, unlock economic growth for various sectors. And therefore, you know, I just wanted to be involved in that. So that's what appealed to me. And um, I actually took a a, a chance and I said, that's where I'm going. And... uh, it delivered a lot of results, some unimagined, but it was a whole package. I think that's a fantastic expression, the engine room of the economy. Yes. And let's face it, finance is what makes the world go around, uh, beyond just in terms of prospects of looking for opportunities in business, yeah. but also on a more personal level. And we really need to get that financial inclusion. Absolutely. Next, I want to ask you how you think that women occupying positions of leadership influences younger women to consider non-typical positions as viable career options, and then to also overcome the stereotypical thinking in society, which is saying, this is the type of role that a woman should do. This is the type of role that a man should do. Women in, um, in leadership positions, especially in the financial services sector, are actually providing evidence-based experience. You know, uh, they are actually uh, showing that it is possible. 
And uh, if you were to look at most of them, you know, me included, you will find a lot of common ground, you know. Uh, it's not like uh, you have to have some special special qualities for you to actually get into the industry and make it. You can be coming from a very, very diverse background, but it takes who you are and therefore accordingly, you know, you can pronounce and actually, I would say, cover a niche for yourself within the sector. And what sort of character traits would you say are required? Resilience is one of them. And uh, it's an obvious one, you know. It is still very much uh, not so transformed. Um, it is still male-dominated. It is also uh, a robust culture that one would look at and say, oh my goodness, it's dog, it dog. It is also an unforgiving culture and therefore, you've got to be able to stand your ground. You've got to have that degree of resilience. But most importantly, you also have to be aware of what you are getting yourself into. I think those are wise words. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about any of the gender challenges that you experienced and more importantly, how you managed to overcome them? Okay. Dr. Maka, I would not be honest if I sit here today and say to you, I did not experience marginalization. I would not be speaking truth if I say to you, I did not experience feelings of inadequacy. Whether those feelings were brought about by the environment or whether those feelings were brought about by perceptions. You know, at the end of the day, as a professional, that's what you feel. I would also not be honest to myself if I say I did not experience feelings of not being good enough. All these, they come up. They come up because of the culture. They come up because there are lesser women at the top. They come up because... As a woman, sometimes you tend to be a pioneer in that you are going in and it's an uncharted territory and therefore accordingly you are trying to change a whole lot of things by showing up in terms of who you are as a professional. So all these happened to me. And looking back now, I wouldn't change any of those experiences because out of that I learned to be quite strong and very firm in terms of what I held as beliefs with regards to what I'm capable of. And it sounds like in terms of listening to you and hearing you now that those were, were truths which you found in yourself to guide you in the rest of your path. Yeah. But also use some words in terms of pioneering and navigation that I think you've left a pathway for other women to follow, to make that journey perhaps a little easier for them to get to the top. I think that's one angle that becomes important for women when they are in, you know, leadership positions, you know, when they are also, 
you know, uh, 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 showing up in terms of their professionalism. You've got to understand it's no longer about you. It is about those women that are still outside the room. You've got a responsibility to them. Absolutely. And it becomes a very, very mammoth task, if I were to call it that, because how you are being in the room gives the women outside permission, it grants them permission to come through the door. So there is also that huge responsibility. And nobody will tell you as a woman that's what you are going to face until you are inside the room and you look and you say, oh my goodness, so many people are putting me on a pedestal. And therefore, accordingly, I've got to show up. But most importantly, I've got to pave the way. And it's often a responsibility you only realize once you've stepped into that room, as you said. Yes. So having gone through these experiences, what would be your advice to girls confronted with similar challenges? Because I always think that if we can help someone else, instead of them having to walk the same path, let them stand on your shoulders. Yes. Okay. It is not a coincidence that today I'm a coach. Because for me to deal with all the experiences, you know, of being a pioneer in a, in a, in a financial uh, sector environment, I had to find a coach. I had to be mentored. And uh, therefore, it's important to get support. It's important to get independent objective support that will allow you to look at your journey from a different lens and coaching if it was not for coaching i would not have stayed in banking for 20 years i think two years three years i would have been out completely therefore i had to find a platform a platform to exhale a platform for me to express my feelings, a platform for me to also declare my illusions. Because sometimes, you know, you get illusioned about everything. You don't know what is reality. You don't know what you are making up in your head. So I had to actually have a clear demarcation of what is an illusion, what is reality. But most importantly, I also needed a platform for me to take stock in terms of who I have become. So coaching helped me a great deal. Mentorship was a pillar for me. And uh, if I look back, I'm sure you will find this interesting. I was mentored by white males. Because we've got to be strategic. But let's face it, they were in the industry at the top. They had the experience. They knew how to actually be proper investment bankers. And by the way, they also had a guarantee that chances are their career path is going to move faster than mine because I'm still proving, you know, certain things to uh, certain people, you know, to say, hello, 
I'm worthy and all of that. Sometimes it takes a long time. So there were my white counterparts, you know, and white male counterparts. And they had it. They knew it. They were willing to teach. They were willing to take me under the wing. And guess what? I resolved to actually bring them over to my side because I knew as they were climbing up the ladder, they were going to pull me up. And guess what? That's exactly what happened. I think that's a wonderful strategic move and and very wise. I think we've got to be strategic because one thing that we can do is for us to be stuck on all these self-limiting beliefs to a level where we think we're being helpless. You know, it's okay. We can recognize what it is. We can even articulate how it looks like. But most importantly, who are we choosing to be as women against that background that we see? And then, strategy. How best can you use what you see to actually benefit you as a woman to an extent that you still walk away with the objectives and the outcomes that you had in the first place when you joined an organization. That is very critical. You've partly given me a solution for the next question that I wanted to ask you. Um, But I'm going to ask you nonetheless, because we still see this incredible vacuum of women as you move up career ladders, particularly in the business world. I quote frequently statistics from the Business Women's Association South Africa, the last census I saw was in 2015, where they indicated that of JSC-listed companies, women only accounted for 29% of executive managers, mm-hmm. 21% of directors, 9.2% of chairpersons, and 2.4% of CEOs. Mm-hmm. Considering that women represent more than half the population of South Africa, they are significantly underrepresented in management positions as well as leadership roles. Mm. Um, We've seen great inroads, I think, in the public service sector where we've got really strong representation of of women in the parliamentary space. Mm. But how do you think we can uh, increase and improve representation of women in the economic world? And Mm. You've done it. Yes. It goes back to the point that I highlighted earlier on. It is about opening that door. It is about showing up in a manner that actually spring and open those doors, you know, for all women to come in. It is about pulling the women inside. It is about mentoring and coaching women. It is about giving them support, but most importantly, it is also ensuring that women have hope. And that hope can only be demonstrated by virtue of women playing up in the leadership space. We've got to actually form a union of women where we know 
where we know it doesn't matter how many but it is important even if it is one woman that you lift that you bring up at least there is something happening i usually say it doesn't it's irrelevant where you are as a woman right now start the weaving start creating that colorful tapestry and it's okay for you not to know what's going to unfold in the future but just start weaving start weaving start actually showing up start creating a, a platform for women to be able to stand firm that's the only way we can be able to change the landscape so so important pulling people up giving them the opportunity Absolutely. and having this two-way direction so responsibility and onus of a woman to ask for a hand up yeah and also for men to pull them up absolutely you've mentioned briefly your passion i wouldn't say briefly i can hear the passion coming through on coaching and and mentorship yes. having female role models in society creates important sources of influence in the way that not only women see themselves mm-hmm. we spoke about self-limiting yeah. you know, components yes. but also how men see women so i think of role models as people which you aspire to look up to to yes. emulate yes how do you see the role of women's of female leadership whether it's in business academia or any other field for that matter um it is to inspire it is to provide hope it is indeed to pull up as uh, you, you you've mentioned if women cannot do that for other women then there is a bigger problem that we are facing and women are better placed to actually touch people's lives they can touch people's lives within organizations in their corridors and the touching is about instilling hope it is about knowing that as women there is a role for us to play so leadership women leadership can only succeed if we instill hope hope and inspiration hope and inspiration today we're talking to Linda Manzini who is the non-executive director of Nedbank Group Limited as well as Nedbank Limited and founder of Lima Business Solutions Hi, I'm Zonke Dikana, a South African Afro-soul musician, songwriter and producer. You are listening to Womanity, Women in Unity on Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance. You are listening to Womanity, Women in Unity on Channel Africa, the African Perspective on frequency 9628 kilohertz on the 31 meter band or available on DSTV channel 802. Today we're talking to Linda Manzini, 
who's non-executive director at the NetBank Group Limited, as well as NetBank Limited, and founder of Lima Business Solutions. In the previous segment of the conversation, we spoke about Linda's entry into the financial services sector. We also spoke about some of the factors behind her motivation and resilience for staying in the sector and the importance of mentorship and coaching as enabling and support structures to see people through to reach their true aspirations. Linda, I'd like to touch a little bit more on the coaching and mentorship aspect in terms of how it unlocks business potential. And if you can share a few success stories to illustrate some of those efforts. Well, it is, I think, a very necessary approach when it comes to professionals realizing their dreams when it comes even to up and coming entrepreneurs you know realizing their objectives as well as outcomes and uh, in coaching the beauty about it is that you see an individual in front of you as whole as complete as capable and uh, given the challenges especially women face in the financial services uh, sector, I've come across women who have lost who they are by virtue of being exposed to a system that is constantly taking and taking from them on a daily basis. I call it a vortex. It sucks out the energy. It sucks out confidence. It destroys even the core beliefs that you might have about who you are as a professional. Coaching allows individuals to get out of the vortex to an extent that they are able to see themselves from a different lens. It gives them a perspective. It also allows them to do stock-taking. But most importantly, it allows them to actually come up with strategies that they can use in dealing with the system. And uh, I just want to, to actually share one example. Please do. Of... Uh, brilliant, brilliant young woman who actually, um, you know, comes to me to assist her in uh, living an organization that is not delivering a dream. Has been with her own organization for eight, nine years. And it looks like her own words have reached the ceiling I will therefore accordingly never reach the executive position. And I listened to the story. I was fascinated, uh, you know, with regards to the strength of this woman, the power, the energy, but most importantly, the hard work already invested in this organization. I looked at her and I said, I will only take you as a client if you, you allow me 
to coach you to fall in love with this organization again. Because you cannot live now and start again somewhere where you have to prove yourself over and over again. Too much invested. Too much invested yet again. So allow me. Can I coach you to fall in love with this organization? And we'll find ways. And uh, we did. There was a new energy that was coming there. Because now all of a sudden the lens is different. Because we have to identify as well what is required to just unlock that level, you know, of executive um, uh, 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 positions. So we looked at that. We were strategic about it within 12 months. You know, she got the promotion. That is the beauty that I actually witness a lot of times when it comes to this coaching platform. It must be so rewarding. It's very rewarding, especially when people find themselves. Because one thing that a robust, very unforgiving environment will do to you, you, you will lose who you are. And the, let's face it, the, the system doesn't care who you are. It doesn't. It will just churn another body into it. That's, that's what systems are. It will keep going. Yes. It will keep going, indeed. We've spoken about perspectives, yes. and we've spoken about perceptions uh, being really important in terms of channeling your focus and the way that you see things can have a completely transformatory effect on your life and others around you. Yes. I came across a, a McKinsey study, which I wanted to share aspects with you, particularly about the perspective components. It raises issues of bias, mm-hmm. likability bias, mm-hmm. where success and likability are positively correlated for men, but mm-hmm. negatively correlated for women. Mm-hmm. So if a woman is competent, she doesn't seem nice enough. But if she seems nice, she's considered less competent. Mm. And this often surfaces in the way that women are described in both in terms of achieving and succeeding in their performance reviews. And on the other hand, when a woman asserts herself, she's perceived as aggressive, mm. ambitious, mm. out for herself. Mm. We, we tend to go back to this scenario where girls are all sugar and spice mm. and, and having this, this view. Mm. But if a man asserts himself he's regarded as confident and strong we've got this double standard and i wanted to ask given your perspective mm. what your opinion is and how we can resolve these types of issues okay the only way i see these issues being resolved is when women are fully immersed at leadership positions within organizations because who are these people forming these perceptions it's men and um, and by the way all these qualities are required from a women leadership you know perspective you've got to be soft when it's required you've got to be you know assertive when it's required but given the fact that you are not understood on the other side, you know. They actually form all these perceptions in terms of who you are being. But if a woman would look at a woman being soft 
within an organization, you wouldn't for a second actually think that is being weak. She's being weak because, quite honestly, it's one of those elements that we've got. We are able to read situations to an extent that we bring about the emotions that are required in each and, and, each, in each and every situation. And that's how we become the, you know, remarkable leaders. It's emotional intelligence. It's emotional intelligence, you know. You cannot be immune when your junior manager is actually in hospital uh, because the child is sick and is sleeping there to make sure that everything is okay for the child. You cannot be immune to that. You, there's a side that you need to kick in and show up, you know. So it, it, it's important. And that's the beauty of having women leadership because all these qualities are within us and we are not shy. And quite honestly, we also know when to demonstrate them. Empathy. Empathy. Uh, compassion. Compassion. And those are all qualities that you, you want that when you're working that your environment cares about you, that you matter. Absolutely. And people bring who they are to a work environment. They don't swap and change heads as they come up, you know, the corporate corridors. They don't. You take people for who they are to an extent that you, de- you, you show emotions, you know, at any point in time when those emotions are warranted by a situation. I can tell you this. Best women leaders are really, really not shy in showing their emotions. And people are allowed to be who they are. Thank you for sharing those insights, particularly the honesty and being authentic to who you are. Mm. It's important. And now turning towards more of a personal perspective, one of the questions that I ask all my guests on the show who've made tremendous achievements in their respective fields is about some of the factors to their success. So some people speak about hard work, others talk about perseverance or the role that a particular person played in their lives. Mm -hmm. And the reason I think this is so important is that we've all walked a different journey. Absolutely. to get to that, we've had different factors which have helped us. Mm-hmm. So if you could please share a few of the, the factors that you think have contributed to your success. <laughs> I think being intentional and purposeful, for me, that was the cornerstone. You know, yes, hard work is a given, you know. Yes, you've got to produce results. Yes, you've got to actually also enhance your brand. But all of those things, if you are not intentional in terms of where your career journey is going to lead or where your career journey you would like to sort of direct it, then all of that will be lost. You've got to be intentional. I've seen professionals 
going through their careers ad hocly and thinking that a promotion is a stroke of luck. And it actually pains me because there's an opportunity that's lost. An opportunity to say, how am I defining who I am by being on this platform? Number one. And secondly, if I'm elevated to the next level, what does that mean for me and the broader human and uh, woman community environment? Does it mean if I'm elevated now, I have the power to actually just bring in more women? Do, does that mean that I have now more power in terms of support that I could garner for women at a lower level? We've got to be intentional. We can't be... I'm going to say, Dr. Malka, it's too late now for us to be just walking in the park hoping that things will change. Have a plan. Have a plan. Be intentional, be purposeful, and quite honestly, take stock and say whether this is working and change strategy if it doesn't work. And those are all points of assertion. I think they're incredibly value and I, I do hope that that people take stock of what you've said because they're they're fundamental, finding your path and making sure that you, you get get the, the help and assistance you need yes. to achieve your destiny. Now, could you share some of the pivotal moments in your life growing up? Because like you've said, you bring your whole self when you yes. come to the door. And it would just be interesting to see what what's made you who you are today. <laughs> you know, uh, my father was a priest, okay, and therefore, uh, you know, being uh, uh, the pastor's child, you know, so you that's know, responsibility. That's responsibility, and therefore, accordingly, there's a certain way in terms of how you behave in ter- with regards to the congregation, you know, on Sundays, be in church, you know, as young as you are, your bobby socks all the way to the knees, white as they are, you sit there quietly and you actually, you know, you, you, you are part of the service. So those are some of the, you know, the principles that were instilled in me, you know, as I was growing up. And accordingly, always take check in terms of how you are showing up, you know, constantly. You, 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 you have to actually change, you know, you have to change the lens and say, how are the people, you know, how am I being? So I learned that at an early age. And um, that actually opened a lot of doors for me because even the attitude and the personality, you know, uh, people were, including clients, were, were, they were easy to actually just sort of grasp it and to an extent that they would 
I would say take a chance because they can see, you know, somebody who is people orientated. And it's amazing because my biggest moment was actually getting into investment banking. And I remember, you know, sitting in front of the panel and uh, no doubt they could see that I knew nothing about investment banking. But um, one of the panel members said to me, I am going to give you the job. And I'm giving you a job because I like your personality. I like your attitude. I can work with it. But I also believe I can make you a formidable investment banker. And that was it. So therefore, it may not be, okay, one of the key attributes that are out there, you know, when people say you work hard, you do. Sometimes it takes who you are, your mm -hmm. personality, your character, your attitude, your willingness to learn, to open doors. So let's never forget about that. So all the soft skills as well as the hard skills. I see this as, as hard skills being the aptitude component and the soft yes. being the attitude. Yes, absolutely. And guess what? Sometimes the soft will open the door for you to come inside the room and then you can use the hard skills to survive in the room. Thank you. I think that's wonderful. We are unfortunately running out of time. Yes. So lastly, as we close out, could you share a few words of inspiration or wisdom to yes. young ladies that are, are listening to us today? Well, it's one sentence. Let's start weaving. It does not matter where you are right now. Just start showing up and having belief that you are capable and find support find support people who enable will enable you people who will facilitate your platform but most importantly people that will give you hope thank you so much for joining us today and for your words of inspiration and practicality that you've provided thank you so much dr malka it's been my pleasure Ours too. We wish you all the very best in the next endeavours that you undertake and the success of your career. Thank you. You have been listening to Womanity, Woman in Unity on Channel Africa, The African Perspective. And we have been talking to Linda Manzini, who is non-executive director of Nedbank Group Limited and Nedbank Limited, as well as founder of Lima Business Solutions. <laughs>